Welcome to Level Up Financing. I'm Jordan DeLorme, and today I have a special guest with me today. Uh, her name is Saria Reno, and uh, she has been in our business for five years. Uh, she's from Grand Prairie. She moved to BC, and now she's back. She's growing her business like crazy. Uh, she's flown down to the United States during COVID twice, uh, met the, the big man himself, Grant Cardone, to get some crazy, amazing advice about building business and that type of stuff. Uh, she's just, this month, she's wrote over $10,000 worth of premium in our business. Uh, and she just spoke on our, our leadership call uh, with, with massive, massive people that, that are doing amazingly well. And I just want to thank you for, for coming on this podcast. How are you? I'm doing incredible. I want to thank you for having me. This is awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Um, we've been doing this for a little while and, you know, we've, we've been chatting back and forth a little bit about uh, business and, and growing it and stuff. And, you know, I just, uh, I just wanted to, you know, get to know you more. I love that. Same with you. <laughs> awesome. So you've, you've been in, in, you've been in business for five years now. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about your first year. Oh goodness. <laughs> what do you want to know about it? Well, um, so was it, was it more, was it more learning? Was it like, was it uh, self-development? Did you, did you want to dive right into to learning more about money and finances for yourself and then kind of figure out the business? Like just yeah, what okay. was that? Awesome. Um, you know, there's so many different ways I can answer this question, but for like the newest person that's maybe in our business that might be listening to this podcast, I just want to make it like when you enter any business, but specifically ours, because we don't have certain guidelines. Like if you, you know, if you're working a normal job, you do this, you do that, you work for this many hours and this happens for us. Every, the business looks different for every single person. Like there's no one person or there's no two people in our business that literally grew the business the same. And it's a blessing and a curse at the exact same time. Right. Like even me and you, Jordan, like we probably do things totally different, but probably get the same results. Right. So self-development is huge. Um, if you look at me today versus five years ago, like it's totally not the same person, but in a good way, right. Not in the, in a bad way, but in the zoom world that we're in today, like we're on zoom right now, we didn't have that five years ago when I started in the business. So I started, like you said, I moved to BC. So I was born and raised in Alberta. I moved to Kamloops, BC. And when I moved there, I wanted to do something different with my life. I always wanted to be in business. I always like not envied people in business, but like envied in the way where I was like, man, they look so awesome. They look so sophisticated. Like I want to do that, but I didn't have the self-confidence. And frankly, I didn't think I was smart enough, like plain plain being right. Came out of high school, didn't do well in high school, never applied myself. And when you're in high school, you think that's all you're going to do. Like, you know, that's people always say that like, you know, get a, go to school, get a good job. I didn't do that. Right. So I had to drive like all over BC and Alberta to, to grow my business. So I got licensed in both provinces and because I didn't have a market, like I knew a couple people and, you know, they became my clients, thankfully, but I would do trade shows and like anything I could do to get in front of people. I didn't really use social media at the time. And I'm a very like closed off person, like at heart. I, I, 
so I wasn't going to go on social media and tell everyone what I was doing and like outreached people. Like I didn't do any of that until recently, you know, in the last year, not even quite the year. And so some people are like, Oh, like, it's so great that you're doing this. And little do they know I've been grinding for five years to get where I've gotten. Um, but I put like a hundred thousand kilometers on my Jeep the first year in business, just driving all over the provinces, going to trade shows, trying to meet with people. If I had one appointment, I would drive four hours to meet somebody. And then even after you, confirm the appointment you drive there and they're still not home and so now I just drove eight hours and I didn't make a single dollar now I'm in the negative right so all I can say is just don't give up on yourself if you have a vision and you know that it's in you just keep doing it you you only fail if you quit totally yeah no I I totally agree with you when 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 you quit that's it you know um then there's no there's no going forward and you know for I don't, I don't know about you but there's really no plan b um you know you're and that's you're what doing- i told myself too like I, I actually came into the business full-time right away and a lot of people don't do that but i wanted to test myself i knew i always knew that this was going to be the investment vehicle to get my dreams like become a reality but i just you know there's still a huge gap between me here and my dreams like there's still a huge gap right but now i have more knowledge I have more skill sets I've leveled up my own you know self-awareness so you're you're still leveling up every single day and you can never miss a day of self-development especially if you're trying to achieve greatness in your life like me and you are Jordan and it's just sometimes it's crazy to look back and like really think of all the crazy things I did like the driving that I told you about like sometimes it would be like winter time and I would drive on crazy highways and it was like I remember once I drove to Sorrento, BC or Salmon Arm around that area. And it's only like an hour and a half away from Kamloops. But on my way home, it was nighttime because most people meet with us in the evenings. It was nighttime and it was like a huge snowstorm. I've never been so scared to drive home in my life. I couldn't see the road. I couldn't see anything. I was driving by literally like riding the rumble strips. I remember calling my boyfriend at the time like, I was like literally scared for my life. I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it home. I was like, but I can't like, I can't stay on the side of the road. Like, what do I do? Like, you know what I mean? And if you've ever been on that, that part of the highway, like you're literally right beside water. Like there's a lake right beside you and it's a windy road. It's not like you're just driving straight. And I mean, obviously I'm here, but that's the kind of commitment you need to have to yourself if you want to win in business. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I've actually done that drive before. Uh, it was March, you know, a number of years ago, but it was March and driving in the in the winter time at night, and then coming back and it was there was no snow. It was so weird, and and just seeing, like you said, the water beside you, you're like, holy smokes! Like you're you're that close to to being like, holy crap! I'm doing this for somebody else. You know, if, if at even the potential of writing any sort of business and, and helping somebody else out. Um, so when it comes to uh, learning about money and finance, did you know anything about that before coming into the business? That's a great question. A little bit. Yes. So one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about what we teach and what we offer and just oh, I literally just got goosebumps as I said that <laughs> I growing up, I always had to deal with my own money. Like my parents to this day, never gave me handouts, never got a vehicle paid for. I never got my gas paid for. I never got my clothes paid for like nothing. As soon as I turned 18, my parents charged me rent, like nothing. 
it almost makes me emotional, but um, nothing got handed to me. And a lot of people make that assumption that I got things handed to me and I didn't, right? And so because of that, I understood the value of a dollar. And I seen my friends and so many people around me just get a paycheck and blow it. And then act broke for the next 13 days and do it all over again. I was like, this is nuts. People do this their whole life. Then I started noticing that people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s even do it. And I'm like, do they not realize that at some point in time, you have to stop working for money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do people actually just think that you come onto life so that you can work till the day you die and be miserable? Like, that's not the way I wanted to live my life. Um, and so I never actually thought I was going to deal with money because growing up by going back to the school thing, like I was not good in math. I maybe shouldn't say I wasn't good at it. I'd never applied myself. The basis of it is I never applied myself to anything. And once I actually applied myself to something, I was like, wow, I actually have a lot of potential to me. Um, but I always wanted to help people. I've always had a strong passion for helping people. And I always wanted it to be a win-win where it was like, okay, I got a benefit from it. And so did my client. I wasn't selling somebody something that they didn't really need, but it made me money. Like I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that that person wasn't better off you know what I mean? After I sold them something. Um, and when I actually got into the industry, I was with a different financial firm. We won't say the name, but I really did. I think some we research. both know. <laughs> Probably. Um, but I did a lot of financial research because again, going back to the fact that I was just new in a, in a city, I didn't know anybody. And I only went to the gym and I remember asking people around I was taking the course, I actually started with my securities license first, because that's what the firm actually advised me to do first. And it was so hard. I didn't know what a bond was. I barely knew what a mutual fund was. They weren't helping me study. I was using Google for everything. And it took me like eight months or something to get my securities license. Cause I was just like, I was literally a full-time student. Like that's all I did was trying to learn the stupid <laughs> securities course. And, um, I started networking with people and I met up with a mortgage broker and he was like, are you really serious about staying with this firm? And I was like, why do you say that? I was like, I'm not really tied to them by any means. I said, I'm just trying to go through the studying. I don't really know enough about the industry. And he explained to me the differences of working with the corporation and being your own independent advisor. And not only what that looked like for you, but ultimately what it looked like for your client. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And so I was like, well, how do I find an independent agency? And he goes, well, it's not that easy. And I was like, well, why are you recommending me to find an independent agency when you're telling me like there's literally none? He goes, well, I'm not going to say there's none. There are a couple, but you're going to have to do a lot of research. And it was kind of funny because I wasn't actually mad at him, but he, like his family actually owned an independent financial agency. And I was like, well, why don't I work with you and your family? And he was just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not quite the same. Like he goes, we're independent, but we still have some rules. He goes, I don't think you would like it. And I was like, okay, thankfully I never ended up going with him. And so I ended up doing a bunch of research on every financial company. I interviewed them. You know, what does it look like for my clients? What does it look like for me? Do I own my clients? Do I have sales quotas? <clears throat> Do I have to sell certain products first? Like ask them all these questions and every single financial firm told me all the answers that I didn't want. And right before I actually found Primerica, I was like, maybe I'm just going to go somewhere else. Like I didn't know what to do, but I literally couldn't sit with a client and sell them something because that's what my quota was telling me, but it wasn't what the client needed. And so when I found Primerica, I actually went to a, 
women business networking event. And it was really interesting because again, I was studying and I didn't know anything about business, barely knew anything about the industry. And one of the girls that I, I met through networking about the industry, she goes, you should join this group. Like if you're serious about business, like there's a bunch of women, they're super supportive, whatever. And so I went to the meeting and it was my first meeting. And I think I was like 20 at the time and, you know, dressed up professional, went there, didn't know a single thing. People are like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a student. They're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't actually have a business, but I'm trying to learn about the industry and like meet people in the financial industry. And when everyone got up to do their introductions, um, Chantel got up, <clears throat> she talked about how she was with, you know, X agency and she goes, we're an independent um, advisor firm or she said something like that. And all I caught on was independent and financial. And I was like, I got to talk to that lady. And it's so funny because if you ask Chantel, she tells the best story. She goes, there was this girl that came up to me after the meeting and like she was talking to somebody and I like tapped her on the shoulder because they were in like a long conversation. I didn't want to interrupt. And so I just kind of like, you know, brushed her on the shoulder. I said, when you're done, I said, I just want to ask you a question. She goes, yeah, absolutely. And so I went inside at a table and she goes, I remember I was in this deep conversation with the, with the lady and I didn't want to forget that you were there. She goes, I was watching you in my peripherals this whole time because I'm like, why does this lady want to talk to me? Like, that's so interesting. Like, what does she want? And so she comes up to me and she goes, you want it? You want to ask me a question? I said, yeah, you said that you're independent. She goes, yeah. I said like a hundred percent independent, like meaning like you don't like, you're not a corporation. Like, you know, went on some things. She goes, yeah, absolutely. She goes, why are you asking? I said, well, I'm looking for an independent agency and I haven't been having luck and I'm going through the study. And I told her my story. She goes, Oh, like let's meet up for coffee. So we met up for coffee. I asked her all my questions. And she literally answered them the way that I was exactly looking for. And I just got goosebumps again. But I was like, why are you answering my questions the way nobody else answered them to me? And she kind of was like, yeah, well, like for one, nobody ever comes to me asking those questions because people don't know that about the industry. So the fact that you know all this and did your research, she goes like, that's huge. Like people have been in the industry for 30 years and they don't even know the things that you're asking me. Right. And I did my research for Primerica for a year because I've always been a really skeptical person. And so the only, the only thing that was wrong was, was my mindset. It wasn't the company. Right. But I was like the whole time I was looking to be like, there's gotta be something I'm missing. Right. Like what am I missing in, in what she's telling me? So I went to all their weekly trainings. I went to the convention. I went to everything. And I was like, wow, this company is actually incredible and they have integrity. And that's one of my core values with my business. And you know, when I train my new agents, I always say like, we have integrity in everything that we do. Like you never, ever, ever want to make a recommendation or do anything that doesn't ethically align with your values and and our company right because it's gonna make a, a bad name not only for you but the, like it just it's a it's not good right and anything you do shows have integrity um so when i was finally done my licensing i you know joined which i i was joined the whole time but i had told my uplines i was like okay i'm just doing the studying like I'm not joining the company. And when I finished the licensing, it was funny. I like went over to the house one night. I said, let's have wine and celebrate me getting my licenses. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, I also have something to tell you guys. And so when I got there, you know, we were drinking wine for a bit. And I was like, yeah, so do you want to hear my announcement? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. And I was like, so I'm going to stay with Primerica. And they were like, it was like dead silence. And I was like, you guys aren't surprised. I was like, 
She's like, we already knew you were going to say, I was like, why do you say that? She goes, cause you'd be dumb if you ever left. She goes like, where else were you going to go? I was like, I guess so. Like, I just didn't think that you thought I was going to say, she goes, no, I knew exactly. She goes, you are exactly what people need. You know, like people need you because people don't treat clients in this industry the way that you're going to treat them. And here we are. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Um, and, and the thing is like the, the biggest take, take away from all that is, is do your research, you know, do, you know, learn, learn if, if for, for myself, I, I learned about the money stuff first. And then when I was introduced to the company, um, everything just fell in line exactly where it should be. And I was like, all right. You know, that's just the way that it's got to be because, you know, like you said, they, they have morals, they have ethics, they, everything, everything that I, I learned up until that point was exactly what I wanted as well. Mm-hmm. And, and it was everything that people should have and, sh- and, and need, right? Um, and, and including the education as well. And that's the, the reason why I had started is because I wanted to educate people more about what I was learning and what I had learned from, from before. And when it comes to sales and that kind of stuff, well, like I, I wasn't even thinking about that kind of stuff because I just wanted to educate people about money and finance and, and then learn about the business as I was growing. And um, I don't know if that was the same kind of thing for you but I noticed that in like especially in the last six months of of, of watching you so mm-hmm. I, people watch you people you know they they they're they're learning whether you know it or not people are have eyeballs on you including myself and like I like I've noticed within the last six months you for even the last year you've taken a couple of trips to to Miami to learn about uh you know, growing your business and, you know, you got to meet Grant Cardone. Can you maybe, you know, tell me a little story the first time that you went out there, like how, maybe how nervous you were the first time going, how excited you were, you know, getting on the plane and being like, holy crap, I'm doing this. Like, can, I, I want to know that story. Like the, the couple times that you went. It's like, it's so crazy because as you were just saying all that, like all these, like, emotions and butterflies are coming over me. I'm a very empathic person. And one of the reasons why I think this business is suits me so much is that when people sit across the table from me or zoom, like I kind of put themselves in or put myself in their shoes. Right. And most people have debt. Most people have things. And I actually like I actually want to help them right like I'm not just like I'm going to make money it's like we're actually going to get you on track anyways back to your question (laughs) um absolutely you know it's how can I say this in a way like the first time I went to Miami it was March of 2021 and so we're still pretty much in like the midst of the pandemic at this point like borders are closed like the fact that I was going to the states people thought I was crazy but you know what that's fine because People have called me crazy so much in the last five years, but what I found is that when people call me crazy, I'm doing something right. Okay. So I love when people call me crazy. I am crazy. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And when I actually was 
on my last plane to Miami, like I took like a red eye flight. So by the time I got into Miami, it was like almost one in the morning or something. So you see all the lights or no, actually, sorry, I'm wrong. My second last flight was overnight. And then my flight to Miami was in the morning. So I actually got to see there in, in the daytime. And when I opened up my window and looked down, like out of the plane window, all I seen was Miami beach and how beautiful it was. And all these emotions came over me and I just friggin' bawled because I was like, I made it. I did it. You know how many people told me I wasn't going to make it across the border. I'm dumb for going. I'm going to get the coronavirus. I didn't by the way, but like I knew in my heart that it was what I needed to do because the people you meet there are one thing. Um, the proximity to people like Grant and Brandon Dawson and all the people that like stood on stage. Like I was in the same room as freaking Tommy Hilfiger, Kevin O'Leary. Like you, when was when was the last time anybody even watching this ever been in the room or even in the same city as those kinds of people? Right. I met Glenn Stearns. I had a conversation with these kind of people. Like that opportunity was not available in the four walls of my house. Okay. And people always talk about they want to do things. Oh, it would be so great to do things. And you know the rich always get richer. Richer. And I'm so lucky. I'm not lucky. I take chances on myself and I invest in myself, right? And that's what people don't understand sometimes. And my dad is, you know, an amazing person, but he's definitely a dad where he always tells me I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. And I shouldn't do this. And why am I going to Miami? You know, I mean, my mom does the same thing, but my dad takes it to another level, right? He's always like, why are you going to Miami and blah, blah, blah. And like, I hope you're safe. But then he's always happy for me when I come back. Right. But it's all, you always need that, right? Like that's their role in my life to tell me to be safe. And why am I going? Right. And sometimes it makes me kind of double check, like, hmm, do I need to go? And I'm like, wait, sorry, I don't even think that way. <laughs> like you need to go. Um, but it was incredible because when I went there, so two times I went to Miami in the last eight, six months, something like that. The person I was the first time I went to Miami and the person I was the last time I went to Miami, which was just about a month ago, two completely separate people, like literally. And it's crazy that someone can change that much in such a little time. But when you put yourself in a room and proximity, you notice the things that you want to change about yourself because in that room, even though it was COVID, we had listed, uh, we had maximized, I think, 2,500 people in that group or in the room. Um, there's just such big power players there, right? Like the people that you networked with made me want to level up my communication skills, my skills, like everything, right? I was like, I can do better. And I look at people and I'm like, oh, that's like, that's what I need to do, right? Like, not that you want to copy people, but when you get around successful people, you know, like the cheesy line of you are the, whatever the equation of the five people that you hang around most, like it is true. Right. So again, it's one of the reasons why I went there because it went in my right now where I am in Alberta, like, I don't really have that here. Right. Like I have some, like I have great friends, don't get me wrong, but a lot of my friends don't have the same mindset as me. Right. So I can't just sit there and talk about this and this and this because it's probably going to bore them. Right. Like at, at the end of the day, and I'm okay with that. Right. So it's nice to have a community of people that just understand what you're trying to achieve and they actually understand the breakpoints that you go through. Because as you know, when you go into business, it's not a straight line. And that's what a lot of people think. Like going back to the social media thing, how people watch me you know, on social media, it looks like my life is great, you know, and yeah, my life's not bad by any means, but 
you don't know of the things that happen in between the posts that I make. And even probably at the time I'm making that post, right? And that's the grit that comes in business. And grit's my new favorite word because that literally explains business. And it's the reason why so many people don't stay in business long enough is because they face adversity or something happens to them and, you know, it takes them out. People don't stay in business long enough to have success. And one of the reasons why I've had so much success in the last couple of years is because I do the things that go to Miami and, and get proximity. But also um, I went through some, a lot of personal stuff two years ago, and it was at a time in my life where I either went in on my dreams or I played the victim and did nothing with my life. So I decided at the time I took, like I took a year off of business and I just maintained it, literally didn't do anything. Then when like just before COVID happened or in the midst of COVID, right before COVID happened, I was like, I'm going to get back in business. Like I, I could never stop thinking about it. Like all I thought about was my business and how, much I wanted to do it, but I just didn't know if I had the headspace to do it. And when I restarted, I guess you could say it was like, you know, almost my five year mark. Like I've been in business for five years, but I've kind of been in the industry and stuff for like six. Right. But I say I've been in business for five. So I knew that it was like coming up to that like five year mark. And a lot of people say that things start happening in that five year mark or people give up in five years. And so I really kind of took that into account and I was like, okay, five years. Okay. Like, let's just do it. Right. Like I don't have anything to lose. You know what I mean? So let's just do it. And I think that that's like the message. If if you could just get one thing out of this whole podcast, whoever is listening right now, you beautiful person is just do it. Like it sounds cheesy and you're probably thinking of Nike right now when I say that, but honestly, yeah, well, I was just going to say that as well. <laughs> it's funny because the first convention I went to of Primerica, somebody was like up on stage and they were saying like, um, you know, when you hear this, who do you think of? And it was like, you know, I'm loving it, McDonald's. And then he said, just do it. And I yelled out Nike and the whole crowd said Art Williams. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what is that? And so then I oh, went oh. home and I was like, just do it, Art Williams. And that speech is one of the things that probably kept me in the game. Yeah, for for real. Every single morning, I would listen to that speech. And it literally kept me going on days that I didn't even know if I could keep going. Because at the end of it, anyone who's listening to this and you haven't heard it, go listen to it right now. Like pause, pause the podcast if you have to. But like when he talks about, you know, if you want to be somebody, do it. You know, everyone talks a good game. And it's just so freaking true. I just got goosebumps too. And it's one of the things that I always just kept in my head, right? And how great it was going to feel when you actually achieve something. And I just really wanted to do that. And so just do it. <laughs> well, and the, and the thing is, is like, like it says too, all you can do is all you can do. Yeah. You can do is enough. So at yeah. this point for, for both of us is, is, is enough until we do something tomorrow yeah. to build ourselves up um, even more. Um, yeah. The reason why I called it level up finance is because it's like playing a video game. It's, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're always going to go to the next level. You know, it's always going to get, it's going to get harder, 
but you have skills uh, in your tool belt that are going to just make it that much easier just to 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 keep going to defeat that boss you know to to help those people even more because what you have up here is 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 more than what most is what most people don't have you know and and we're trying to show those kind of people whether it be money and finance or whether it be uh building a business because you can teach for yourself you can teach that 18 year old girl who wants to do something with her life outside of a regular job and you know you're gonna be there for her because you know you've you've experienced yeah we've only been here for five years six years but that's way more than what she's ever experienced ever right so to help that 18 year old girl figure out um what she wants to do you're you're there for so Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have any advice for that 18 year old girl say maybe you're 18 <laughs> and you're talking to your how old are you 30 oh uh, I don't even know I'm 30 something no I think I'm 30s. 28 27. oh are you I'm sorry <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. know I'm, you know I should probably know my age but like I just don't think it's important <laughs> um I'm 20 something 27 six something like that, that that's awesome <laughs> I'm over 25 I know that but I'm not 30 <laughs> I'm born in '94, so someone can do the math. <laughs> see, and I and I, I I'm talking to you because I, I I thought you were my age. So, um, to, and that's to, one of the reasons why I don't talk about it. Like, not to cut you off, Jordan, but you know, I actually just had a mentor call with Grant a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about that. So, uh, one of the guys that was on our call was relatively young, and he talked about like how do you get perceived as a professional when you're so young he goes you never lead with your age and I've never led with my age you know in the beginning times I always thought that it was going to be a roadblock for me but if you act professional and you level up your skills like it always comes down to you I've never had somebody ask me how old I was because they thought I was too young if anything it's because they think I'm older than I am just like you right and so I never tell people that's another reason why I never know it unless it's my birthday I'm like oh yeah right but you know, the only time I pay attention to my age is the fact that I'm, I wish I was uh, like everyone, you wish you're here. You know what I mean? And I understand that I'm still young, but I just know that every single day I'm not getting younger. And so I'm like, man, I wish I would have had this business when I was 18, like the 18 year old that we're talking about now. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And that's, you know, and okay. So you're, you're 26, 27, you're talking to that 18 year old. That's just come out of high school she's she doesn't want the regular job you know she's done the lemonade stands she's done the you know shoveling the snow she's cut the lawns all for herself you know she's ripped those cds for her high school friends because you know we we didn't have that kind of stuff back in the day what kind of advice would you give um that 18 year old um just freshly out of high school that wants to learn more about business what would be like the first uh couple pieces of advice you know not to explode on her right away but what what would you what would you tell her self-development and like you first of all you'll never ever go broke investing in yourself and the reason why i've been having so much success in the last 10 months is because i've invested a large sum of money into myself in the last 10 months and i've never done that before right? So just do it. (laughs) Um, 
honestly, if you feel like you have an entrepreneurial soul inside of you, don't ignore it. Because I always knew from a very young age, I had the entrepreneurial soul. I just didn't have the confidence in myself and courage to do it. And I was so worried about what other people were going to think of me. And today, I don't care what people think of me. Like, I really don't. (laughs) I've never really gotten, I've never been, I don't know, maybe not popular is the word, but like, Anyways, we're not going to go there. (laughs) Um, But if you honestly feel like that motor is ticking in your brain, do some self-development. You know, if if look at people like Grant Cardone, Gary V, Tony Robbins, like you're going to resonate with different people. And the funny part about it is I actually hated Grant Cardone the first time I got involved with him. When I first got into business, my first person I actually recruited onto my team was like, if you're serious about business, you should listen to this guy, Grant. Like he has a plane. He does all these sales, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So I watched a couple of YouTube videos of him and I was like, God, I hate this guy. Like I would never listen to him. And then the cheesy line where it's like, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. That literally happened to me last October. So it's almost been a year of me being in his ecosystem. And when I was just like, okay, I'm going to get back into business. I'm going to take it seriously. I ended up finding his free challenge. And I was like, well, it's this guy again. It's free. Let's give it a shot. And then from there, I just kept giving him all my money. (laughs) And, you know, now I'm in a year mentorship program with him. Um, But going back to that 18 year old, get get around the right people. And it might sound funny because you're 18 and most of your friends are probably going to the bar at that time. Like I know when I was 18, yeah, I went to the bar all the time. Like it was great. But then eventually you're going to get sick of doing the same thing all the time. And and I get the same way. Like I get sick of doing the same thing all the time, which is why I love our business so much is because like, even though the fundamentals never change, like your daily activity can change and where you can do business can change. Like I'm training an agent right now. And we just spent the last like four hours in his hotel room because he actually drove. He's amazing. He literally left the oil field, burned his bridges, did undercover billionaire, like left his family there, came here so I can train him. And it's incredible. Like that opportunity is for everyone. Um, but honestly, like get around the right people. If you feel like the people that are around you are maybe negative or don't have dreams. And I know that might sound silly because you're 18 and who really has dreams at 18, but at the same time, like there's 15 year olds that make a million dollars a year because they had an idea and they executed on it. So if you're, if you're wanting to do something like that, just self-development is all I can say, because the same person that you are when you enter business versus the person that you'll be when you achieve greatness, whatever that is to you, will not be the same person. And so the thing that's actually holding you between now and success is your skills and your mindset and your habits and everything. So if you can do that today, whether you're 15, 16, 10, I don't know how old you are, the sooner you can do it, the better. Like I wish I would have done more self-development earlier on but it's a process right i used to think it was dumb so here we are <laughs> yeah no it's, it's it's totally true and then for 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 yourself who who have you looked up to besides obviously like grant and those type of people like who did who are in your maybe like top 10 because you had mentioned tony robbins he's one of mine grant mm-hmm. Cardone, he's one of mine uh daniel alonzo he's one of mine yeah so like what would be like you don't have to name all top 10 but like say you're your top 10 
You know, it's actually hard because um, as you said that question, I'm like, oh, dang, who did I really look up to, right? Um, it's funny that I actually mentioned Tony Robbins because I've never really delved into his stuff before. I don't know why. Maybe it's his voice. I'm not really a huge fan of Tony Robbins, but he does have great content. I just can't listen to him for very long. But before I found Grant, I actually listened to a lot of Gary Vanderchuk. Um, awesome. uh, when I was, yeah, when I was growing up, I was really like obsessed with Ellen Generous. Like I watched her show religiously. I, I recorded it and I'd watch it as soon as I got home. And I don't know if maybe it was just because like she was positive. I have no really idea, but I was like obsessed with her. Um, and like, that's a great question. Honestly, my parents are always like big people that I looked up to. My, my parents have always worked hard. I mean, obviously like any, anybody, um, but I also have seen my parents struggle, you know, um, especially my dad, my parents divorced when I was like four. Um, um, and I seen just a different side of life. Um, and I just noticed that no matter what happened, they didn't give up. And, um, I just knew that <laughs> it was just a great role model for me because life isn't going to be perfect, but you can't give up and you can't let, you know, water get into your boat and let you sink. Um, but my dad was actually one of the biggest supporters for me when I got into business. Um, he's probably the reason why I got into it because when I first moved to Kamloops, I didn't really know what I was going to do, but I knew I wanted to do something different. And it was like a couple of months into moving there. I didn't work. Um, you know, we, we were going through obviously changes and stuff. So we didn't work right away. We just kind of got ourselves situated. And I went back home for a visit at one time and uh, sat on the couch with my dad and, you know, was talking about life. And he goes like, what do you want to do? I said, I don't really know, dad. You know, I said, jobs don't interest me. I said, no, I was even looking on job boards. I said, there's not one job, but I'm like, I want to do that. You know, like, I don't really know what I want to do. And, you know, he goes, listen, he goes, I've worked hard my whole life. He goes, and I don't want you to do the same thing. Um, he goes, why don't you go to school and learn something? I don't know what to go to school for though. Like, I don't want to go to school either. Right. Like I never liked school. I was never good at it. Um, he goes, well, I don't know. He goes, I can't be the one to tell you. He goes, I just want to see you do better than I did with my life, you know, because obviously I didn't do bad, but he goes, I just know that you can do better. You have a, a bigger opportunity now. And I said, okay. So then when I got back home to Kamloops, like that's how this whole thing started. There was like this huge job fair. And I was like, let's go there and see what I can do. And I got some resumes, you know, put up, which is like a, like a nightmare. I hate resumes. I'm so happy. I've never had to write a resume for the last five years, but, um, you know, I, I was looking at, um, actually home and auto insurance at the time. Cause I was like, well, maybe insurance would be a cool industry. And that's actually kind of how it piqued my interest. Right. I was like, let's do that. And then you know, ended up putting a resume in with the other firm. And that's actually how I got involved with like the money side of things. And I actually really enjoyed the money side of things more than I thought I would. So it's really kind of funny how you can kind of put like your own mental roadblocks just because I wasn't good at math. I thought I could never deal with money. Um, but, you know, calculators are a beautiful thing. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm actually a lot better with numbers now than I was, you know, even 10 years ago. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I think everybody's parents are their role models either because you've seen them do great things or you've seen them struggle. Um, but, you know, my, my mom is an entrepreneur. She has two businesses that she runs from home. Um, I also have a stepdad who is actually part of my business. He's getting licensed right now. Um, cool. and my mom is also one of my part-time assistants. So it's really beautiful that you can take like, you know, a business like this and you can create it into a family business and you can create other opportunities for the people around you. Um, and I just think that, that you really can't put a price tag on that. And that's one of the reasons why I work so hard because I want to be able to provide for my family because what they did for me growing up, even though they never gave me handouts, my parents gave me things they can't put a price tag on, right? Like life lessons and that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. And, you know, they express, you know, this is a family business through and through all the time because it is, you know, I, my fiance, she's part of my business as well. You know, like if, if you can, you know, have people on your team that are, are family members and see the value and can help you and, and help each other, then, um, you know, look at Bill Arender, you know, look at Hector Lamarck, um, Daniel Alonzo, uh, my, my home branch, uh, my manager, like all of them, they're, they all have family members that are yeah. in this business and we're all helping each other out. And um, I think the more people see that we're not, we're not there to hurt people and we're not there to um, misguide them, you know, because there, there is a lot of that out there as well. And as long as they, see that, that we're bringing actual value to these people they're going to want to join you and there it seems like the more you're out there people are are, are looking for you because mm -hmm. you're doing amazing things and you know like i'm i'm super happy to see how far you've come within the last year and you know is is there is there anything that you want to you want to plug is there anything that you want, <laughs> you want to say before we wrap things up that um i mean if anyone wants to connect with me or find me on social media on any platform it's saria financial instagram's my jam if you ever want to see me go live i usually go live on instagram more than any other platform um but i mean like i i just am so open to connecting with people and helping people and i just think that that's what life is really about like so many people try to compete and i think that collaboration is key because if you look at any great business no one got there by themselves right like there's not one business that you can name that one person grew by themselves right and just treat people good treat people with integrity you know, have core values for yourself and, and make sure you're taking care of yourself every single day, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to take care of the people around you. You're not going to, you know, you're just not going to achieve to your potential. Um, but the biggest thing that I want people to know is that don't listen to what people tell you, because if I listened to what people told me, I would not be where I am today and not in a positive way. Like I'd probably be in a job that I hated and you know, not be able to go to Miami twice in a pandemic. Like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so, there's so many things I can say. And I, I, I'm just trying not to ramble right now because, <laughs> um, yeah. I love to talk, but I, I just think that life is a beautiful journey 
and you have to embrace the good and the bad. And the first time I went to Miami, um, coming back into Canada, you have, you have to quarantine at the hotels. Right. And I was so frustrated because I was talking to my lawyers to be like, how can I get out of this hotel quarantine? And they were like, well, write a letter from your, like to yourself, from yourself saying that you like, you're essential. It's essential to your business. You went to learn, like you didn't go on vacation, you know, and see if they would deem you essential. And they didn't. And so I had to go into quarantine and I remember calling my mom or whatever happened. Some, I don't know. I was like, it was such like a frantic moment. Not really like frantic. Maybe I shouldn't use that word, but it was just like overwhelming. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Even though I knew it would happen. I I'm always in everything that happens in life. I always try to keep a positive outlook. And so even though I knew it was going to happen, I was so banking on the fact that I was going to get through. I was like, this sucks. (laughs) You know, Um, I remember calling my mom and my stepdad. I was frustrated and I was like, well, go on a quarantine, <laughs> like awesome. And my stepdad was like, you need to remember that you can't take, or you can't accept the good without taking the bad, like something along those lines. And it was just so perfect. And it kind of put things into perspective for me, even going forward, because it's true. Like you can't, you know, let's say go to Miami in the middle of a pandemic and not get COVID and then come back to Canada and expect to go back into normal life. Right. So I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. I did have a great time. I networked and the beautiful thing about the business is I was able to work from anywhere. So, you know, in my three days of, of hotel quarantine, you know, I, worked on the business. I put some things that I learned there into play. And I actually connected with some people, um, you know, over zoom that I met at the, um, conference while I was in growth con. And like to this day, some of those people are like my closest friends and they gave me like such great advice. And so it actually ended up being like a blessing in disguise, but you just have to take the good and the bad, right? You can't live life on a straight arrow. It's going to go like this, just like the markets. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And, and just don't, don't give up, you know, things are going to get hard. Yeah. You know, the, the boat in the water, you're going to go through <laughs> the crazy ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. But eventually you're going to get back to the dock with you know, yeah. fish to, to feed the people and, you know, just, uh, just keep going. Um, so you had mentioned that People can find you on Instagram and you go live. Uh, is there certain days that you go live, certain times? Not at the moment, you know, probably in the future. Um, I'll have something like that a little bit more narrowed down. I haven't actually gone live probably in a couple of weeks now, um, mainly because things have been crazy, but it's definitely not an excuse, but I'll, I'll be going live more for sure. But nah, it's just kind of random. Just come follow me and, and see, come along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely I'd join a live with you. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun, you know, just ask, yeah, okay. asking questions that maybe some people are afraid to ask, whether it be money and finance or business, you know, and I'll, I'll ask those questions and we can have a conversation on there as well and, you know, get a bunch of people on there and uh, you're on Facebook as well. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, I have a personal profile, but if you want to follow my business page, it's Saria Financial. Uh, LinkedIn, just find me on my name. I- have twitter but i don't really use it all that much i actually only got twitter so i could follow hector lamar <laughs> um, i have awesome. a youtube channel um called saria's wealth of knowledge I haven't posted in a couple of weeks but there's like some fun videos of me just doing my life and my travels and eventually it'll be transitioning to more like financial literacy and and that kind of stuff but i wanted to show some videos of myself in my life so when people land on my page 
they see um, multiple different sides of me, not just business, but it's like, what do you do? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Sure. You know, and, and I think that's super important for people to see that, you know, even though you are a, a businesswoman, mm-hmm. they also have a life as well and that yeah. you're sharing those experiences and stuff as well. And um, yeah, no, that's great. And you're doing uh, financial workshops as well or business workshops. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely be more to come. Uh, usually we do them about every other month. Right now I run a, a Invest Like a Women uh, Facebook group. It's a, it's a paid kind of group, um, but it's really great. You can support or you can promote your business in there. We have support, um, access to a couple different coaches. There's financial coaches. There's a budget coach. There's like a mindset coach. We have a real estate investor lady, um, a lot of different things. Um, but essentially it's just like a women helping or women helping and supporting women group um, because women actually have a greater need for financial literacy. And so we just try to get as much knowledge to people as possible. Our workshops are always free. So yeah, you can find me, you just find me on Instagram, say that you want to learn more about invest like a woman. I'd be happy to invite you in. That's awesome. Well, sorry. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. And I hope we have this conversation again and figure out where we're going, what we're doing within the next six months to a year. And like I said, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. I really appreciate you hosting the space for us, Jordan. Um, I love what you're doing with the podcast and I'm excited for next time. Excellent. Well, you have yourself a good day. You as well. Thank you. Thank you.